0: God used Elijah not only as the prophet of God, but Obadiah was used of God to become a mediator to introduce, notice, Elijah to the king Ahab so that he could speak to him. You never know why God has you where He has you. And I will use your life, just like Obadiah.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. As Raul returns to 1 Kings, we'll get encouragement to learn how God can use ordinary people like us to do extraordinary things in His name. Stay with us to see how a man named Elijah made an impressive stand for the Lord. Taking on an evil king and 400 false prophets, this Old Testament believer's faith overcame his fear as he obeyed God's call on his life. Join us in the book of First Kings. Here's Raul Reese.
0: Look at chapter 18 beginning with verse 1. He says, Now it came to pass after many days, three and a half years, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. On the third year, saying, go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. If you remember last week or the week before, the prophet had prayed that God would not bring any rain upon the land for three and a half years. As part of the judgment of God on wicked Ahab and Jezebel, his wife. And to me, it always amazes me that here is Elijah like you and like me. Sometimes when we look at the men of the Bible or the women of the Bible, we think that they were special people, but they were not. They were people just like you and just like me. They were very spiritual people. They sought the Lord. They waited upon God to speak to them. And then they moved as God spoke to them. And God said to him, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Can you imagine if you have no direction from God? How are you going to stand before Ahab? You have to wait. You have to wait and make sure, did God really speak to me? Did he really speak to me? And if he spoke to me, what is the message? Elisha had not only been serving the Lord, But waiting upon the Lord for the next step. Okay God, you said three and a half years. Judgment would come, no rain. Okay Lord, now what do we do? And God spoke to him. Now he said, go to Ahab. Present yourself before him. And tell him that I'm going to send rain. And the earth is going to be watered. Verse 2. And so Elijah was obedient. And he went to present himself to Ahab. And there was a severe famine in the land. First there was no rain, now there's a famine. They can't eat. People are starving. There's no food. And then Ahab called Obadiah. Obadiah was the butler to the king. He worked for the king. Who was in charge of his house. And now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly Now I find this really interesting because even when you're working for someone, listen, Obadiah was a believer, but the king was wicked. And yet God had Obadiah in the house of King Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel. And he was a witness there in the place of darkness. He was just a little light. To those that were in the house of Ahab. We can be the same way. We can have great influence upon people that we work with. People that we go to school with. People that live next to us or by us. In our own neighborhoods. If we not only fear the Lord our God. But if we fully commit our life to the Lord. Just like Obadiah did. It says that Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. It doesn't mean that he was afraid of Him. He reverenced the Lord, His God. He respected Him. He obeyed Him. He was committed to Him. That's what God desires from each one of our lives. And so what does God do? God uses Obadiah, a simple young man that is a butler in the house of the king. And now God is going to connect him with Elijah the prophet. Watch this. Verse 4, And for so it was, that while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah had taken one hundred prophets, and hidden them fifty to a cave, and had fed them with bread and water. Did you notice what he said? Ahab, the wicked queen, was killing the prophets of the Lord. And this guy Obadiah not only put his life on the line, but God had placed him in the house of Ahab the king and Jezebel so that he could not only hide the true prophets of God but provide for them from the table of the wicked king. Notice how God works here, even in the story. For God had Obadiah for such a time as this, even as God has you wherever He's placed you for such a time as this tonight to be a light, to be a helper, and to notice, protect, and lead, and guide, and what? And feed God's people. No matter what happens, we need to trust in the Lord. Verse 5, he says, And Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go into the land, to all the springs of water, to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive, so that we will not have to kill any livestock. Now, Obadiah, since he was submitted to the Lord, and he loved the Lord, and he was helping the prophets, God had brought this famine into the land to not only get Obadiah out, into to look for not only food and water, But it was so that God could literally have Ahab one way, go one way, and Obadiah the other way. And at the same time, God had a secret meeting already set up, not with Ahab, but with Obadiah and Elijah. That's what God did. Verse 5 again, And Ahab said to him, Go into the land of the springs of water, To all the brooks perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and the mules alive so that we will not have it to kill any livestock. And so they divided the land between them to explore it. And Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. The only situation here and the only difference is what? That Obadiah was being led by the Lord, not Ahab. You see, Obadiah was. And now Obadiah, was on his way, suddenly Elijah met him. And he recognized him. And he fell on his face. And he said, Is that you, my Lord Elijah? You have heard Elijah was a very popular man. They knew that he was the man of God. They knew that he had brought judgment as God spoke to him. But everybody feared Elijah. Even the king hated him and wanted to kill him. And watch this. And he answered and said unto him, It is I, go tell your master Ahab, Elijah is here. Go tell him. God used Elijah, not only as the prophet of God, but Obadiah was used of God to become a mediator, to introduce, notice, Elijah to the king Ahab, so that he could speak to him. You never know why God has to where he has you. And I will use your life. Just like Obadiah. Interesting. But watch this. And so he said. How have I sinned. That you are delivering your servant into the hands of Ahab to kill me. As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to hunt for you. And when they said, he is not here, he took an oath from the kingdom or nation that they could not find you. He says, you want to go see the king, and yet the king is looking for you and is going to kill you. Why would you want to see him? And now you say, go tell your master, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from you that the Spirit of the Lord will carry you another place and then I'm going to be standing like a dummy in front of the king. Notice that. He said, Elijah, I know how you are. You disappear all the time. So you want me to stick my neck out and go tell the king, hey, Elijah wants to see you. And the king will say, well, bring him. And then you go out and say, well, he's not here. He's gone. And then it's going to be my head because he thinks I'm lying. And it came to pass, as soon as I am gone from you, that the Spirit of the Lord will carry you to another place that I don't know. And so when I go tell Ahab, he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Notice what he says here. Listen, Elijah. Not only have I served the Lord, but here I want you to know that we are on the same side. We are believers. In the Lord. I've been a Christian since I was a kid. Was it not reported to my Lord. That I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord. How I hid 100 men of the Lord's prophet. 50 to a cave. And fed them with bread and water. And now you're telling me. Go tell your master Elijah is here. He will kill me. And then Elijah said. As the Lord of the hosts lives. Before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. I give you my word.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Just a reminder that we are committed to propelling your spiritual journey with God's empowering word. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for resources that illuminate the Bible's mighty truth, including Raul's book titled Sin, The Root of All Evil. Let's get back now to more of Raul Reese and the final part of today's study.
0: So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And then it happened when Ahab So Elijah too, that Ahaz said to him, Is that you, you who troubles all Israel? Notice, you're a troublemaker. Is that you, Elijah, the troublemaker? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel. But you and your father's house have troubled Israel, that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and have followed, notice, all kinds of false gods. That's the problem. Verse 19 and now therefore send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel. And then 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Ashtoreth who eat at Jezebel's table. You see, Ahab worshiped Baal, which was the God of the Canaanites. They did children's sacrifices, did all kinds of weird, got drunk, did all kinds of weird things. But then his wife also had her own religion. Her own religion. And the religion of Ashtoreth, which was the actual goddess of fertility. And husband and wife not only worshipped other gods, but both of them were so wicked. And yet Ahab, his wife was more wicked than Ahab himself. And yet, why? Because he had married unequally yoked together. Someone that God had not given to him. He didn't want to wait on the Lord. But he went and he chose this woman. That was totally a wicked woman. And she worshipped the gods of fertility. Verse 20. And so Ahab sent for all the children of Israel. And gathered the prophets together in Mount Carmel. So what is Elijah doing? Elijah now is going to challenge the prophets. The false prophets of Ahab and Jezebel. And now here is Elijah going up to Mount Carmel and challenging all of the prophets of Baal. Hey, come on, 450 are coming. Verse 21. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will your falter between two opinions? Notice what he says to them. Notice he's challenging to choose to see who is the real God. And then he says this, If the Lord is God, follow Him. But, if Baal, follow Him. But the people answer Him, not a word. They kept quiet. They didn't say one word here. And the reason they didn't say one word is because they love worshiping the gods of fertility. They were sexual gods. And they loved that. Verse 22, And then Elijah said to the people, I alone I am left as a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 of them. Now notice that here Elijah thinks that he's the only prophet or the only man of God that is left upon the earth. And yet God had 7,000 prophets, we'll see later on. 7,000 people that had never ever worshipped Baal or Ashtoreth in their lives, but worshipped the Lord. God always has His remnant among His people. No matter where we are. Watch what He says. Therefore, let them give us two bulls. Let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it into pieces, lay it on the wood, put the fire under it, And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. So what they did is they made this altar. And they cut the calf. They put the meat on top. They put the wood on the bottom. And then they said, okay, whoever God is God, let's see if God consumes the sacrifice. Watch this, verse 24. And then he says, you call on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of Jehovah. And the God who answers by fire. He is true God. So he's really putting himself on the line. Building an altar. Everybody's standing by. He says, okay you guys, whoever God is God. He's going to bring fire from heaven. He's going to consume the sacrifice and take it to heaven. And then we'll know that that's the real God. And we can worship Him. And notice again, Verse 24. And then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of Jehovah. And the God who answers by fire, He is God. So all the people answered and said, hey man, it's well spoken, let's do it, it's a deal. And now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many, call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. Then he took the bull which was given them. They prepared, called on the name of Baal from morning until the noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no answer. And then they leaped upon the altar that they had made. They started jumping on the altar, calling on their God. And there is no sound. And so it was at noon, 12 o'clock noon, that Elisha began to mock them. I love Elijah. One man against 400 prophets, false prophets, he begins to mock them, notice, and says to them, cry louder because maybe your God is meditating or maybe he is busy or maybe he's on a journey or perhaps he's taking a nap and doesn't want to be awake. I love the living Bible. It says this. Why don't you cry out to your God? Maybe he is meditating, or maybe he's sitting on the toilet. and he can't hear you. Or maybe he 's taking a nap. Can you imagine this prophet? He 's not even afraid of them. Go ahead call on your God. He 's just standing back mocking them, because they had mocked the real God. Watch this. And so they cried out, and then they started cutting themselves. Notice this. Cutting themselves was their custom with knives and lances until blood was gushing out. (laughs) Here they are, they're bleeding to death and no answer from God. And when midday was past, they prophesied into the time of offering of the evening sacrifices and there was no voice, no answer, and no one paid attention. (laughs) Nobody. And then Elijah said, you know what? Enough is enough. And then Elijah said to all the people, Hey, step up to the plate. Come up near. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. Because you know, they jumped on top of it. In order that it was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones. For what? For the 12 tribes of Israel. According to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob. To whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. Or that means governed by God, Israel, and then with the stones, build an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seats of seed, and then he put the wood in order, he cut in pieces the bull, he laid it on top of the wood, and then he said, go and get four water pots of water and fill them up, and then he says, pour it on the sacrifice. Now, how can wood burn with water? He's making it impossible. You know why? He wants to mock them. He's going to show them who God is God. And then he said, do it again a second time. More water. And they did it a second time. And then he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time until the water was running over. Notice, and so the water ran all around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. And it came to pass... At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. You notice when Elisha did this? At the time of what? God's perfect timing. At the time of the offering. The evening offering. Watch this. That the evening offering that Elisha the prophet came near and said, Lord God. Notice he prays now. Lord God or Jehovah God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob or Israel. Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Imagine at the city council praying like that in front of all these heathens to proclaim the name of the Lord. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. You notice how he's praying? He's praying in such a way with a message, a message in his heart. That this God that I'm praying is the real relationship, there's real communion, and he is the real God. He says, Then the fire of the Lord fell down and consumed the burnt offering, listen, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and it even licked up all the water out of the trench. Can you imagine these prophets looking down? They're gods. They're on another journey somewhere. The psalmist declares that the gods of men that they build, they build them just like themselves. They put eyes, they carve out eyes, ears, hands, feet, to look like themselves. But they're false gods because they can't hear, they can't touch, they can't speak. You see? There's only one God.
1: Well, when you learn about someone like Elijah, it's easy to doubt whether God could ever use your life in such a mighty way. But we hope you've been inspired today to simply listen for the Lord's leading and prepare to obey. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Rawl Reese. To review the lesson you've just heard, call 800-634-9165 and request Rawl's teaching from 1 Kings chapters 18 through 20. We'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Now, to further equip you for fruitful service, we'd like to offer you Rawl's book titled Sin, The Root of All Evil. Exploring the subtle dangers of spiritual compromise, this resource provides guidance for avoiding temptation to honor God with obedience. You'll also learn how to pinpoint areas of weakness that could pull you into temptation and away from the Lord's will. To order Rawl's book titled Sin, the Root of All Evil, Call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. We'll send your copy for a gift of $8 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Don't forget, we are a listener-supported ministry. Every dollar you give helps us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for what you do. Join us next time as we continue our study of 1 Kings with more uplifting insight from the life and ministry of Elijah. You'll see that even this remarkable prophet experienced self-doubt and burnout, but he found refreshment in the still, small voice of the Lord. Now with the final word, here's Raul.
0: Many times, there are people that will argue with you. And this is the problem that we have so many times. Because people feel that we're attacking them. We don't attack people. We attack religions. False religions. Like the false prophets. Because Jesus said, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there's nothing beside that. And many times people come, false prophets come. And they speak truth in many ways. But at the same time, they have a message of deception for the people. So it's really important that we understand that here Elijah is making a proclamation, a declaration. He's making a stand to the false religions of that time. Saying, let's see whose God is God. Then look what he says. This is so cool. Verse 40. He says, And Elijah said to them, after this whole thing happened, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon, and there he killed them all. Notice that. Killed them all in the valley of Megiddo. Slaughtered them. All these false prophets, they were actually prophesying false things to the people.
1: This program is sponsored by Somebody Lives You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.